Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close to personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said on every episode, we've got a great one for you. In fact, we've got someone coming back. Oh yeah, it's one of our favorite returning guests, Francel. <laughs> she is a country music singer-songwriter for Canada's East Coast, who has opened concerts for Alan Jackson, Easton Corbin, Maddie and Tay, Midland, the Gatlin Brothers, and me more. Her most recent EP, Can't Hold Me Back, was recorded in Nashville. And we're excited to kind of talk to yeah. her about what's updated with Let's her and see where it goes. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. We're excited to have awesome. you. Oh, Thursday, we just booked Clay Walker for the show. Oh my goodness, how cool. So excited. I know some of the guys that play for them. So that's really oh, cool. Wow. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So since the last time you've been on the show, which was how long ago was it? Oh, was it last year? Sometime last year. Oh, yeah. Give us an update. What's going on? Well, I'm still writing on that EP and I've got a new single uh that just came out today. Oh wow. Oh, what awesome. is it? Tell us about it's it. Called Drink o'clock. <laughs> oh, <laughs> drink o'clock. Love it. The title. Wow. Yeah. And tell us about uh, the wrote, song. I wrote that song with Matt, Matt Legier. And um, it's it's like I'm hoping for it to be the next party girl anthem, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. one of those songs that you just can't help but dance to and sing along to and Drink, it's drink o'clock, you know, it's one of those party, party anthems. So I hope, I hope it does well. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so um, the past couple of years have been rough for a lot of people, um, but especially entertainment. How yeah. has it affected you and what have you done the past few years to get through this? And thank God we're kind of on the other side now so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, in some ways, it was actually good for me because I spent a lot of time uh, like making videos, like uh, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. doing videos of me singing and singing with Luther sometimes and and Country Rebel uh, was sharing all those videos and oh, wow. it just yeah. made the fan base really grow. I, I actually I recorded over 100 videos during the pandemic, like of songs. Wow. And um, yeah, so that really helped like the whole you know, social media thing grow for me. It helped a lot. And um, I guess to get through it, I mean, I was off for for what I do. I mean, I play a lot of shows in Nashville and it, we weren't shut down for that long. I mean, we were shut down for maybe three months completely, um, yeah. but we, yeah. never, we never shut down for like a year or a year and a half or anything like that. Um, so we did struggle a little bit, but uh, we were able to get through because we were able to get back to work, uh, you know, quickly enough, I guess. Um, I just kept, <laughs> I did record the EP while we were on, um, during the pandemic and did all the like, you know, all, all the logistics and all the stuff that comes with it. Um, and then I was shooting videos. So I kind of just kept busy focusing on the career at the same time. So I didn't, I yeah. didn't mind it too much. <laughs> Yeah, that's like for mm -hmm. us, you know, as you know, we launched the show January of 2020. So a couple months before everything got shut down. And yeah. I remember original plan was maybe 100 interviews that first year. And because of everything being shut down, we end up doing over 300 interviews that first year. We're almost 600 now. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot of interviews. And we would be probably close to 700 this year right now, but we had my dad passed away, her mom passed away, 
in a three month span earlier this year. Yeah, so it's a tough year in that. So it's been a, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. It's one of them roller coaster years. Cause it's like on one sense, on that sense, it's been a really tough year, but then on other senses of our other parts of our life, it's been like some of the best year we had. Yeah. And so it's been like, it's like that you, you want to celebrate, but then you feel guilty for celebrating sometimes because you're supposed right. to be mourning. Right. But then we have to look at, okay, what would our parents want? Right. They'd want you to be mm -hmm. happy. They'd want they you to would. succeed. Absolutely. I'm so sorry to hear that about both your parents. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the hardest things, I think. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that what's bad about it, like yes. for our kids, is they were the last living grandparents because my mom passed away right after we married back in twenty back in two thousand two, but she yes. passed away a year after, and then her dad passed away in two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. So we had just them two, and then my dad passes away this year on March first, and then her mom May twenty seventh. Yes. <laughs> and that so was it's a been lot for you guys. Oh, thanks. So it's been a whirlwind year, but like yes. I said, you know, it's not been all depressing. Thank God. You know, it'd be really tough to go through that and nothing else good was happening. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when you got to focus on, on something else. Right. And try to grow something else. So you don't mm -hmm. get lost in the, yeah. Yeah. Lost in the mix of that. That's <laughs> So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to any level within entertainment. And I always like to talk about it because as you know, people think if you got the voice, you got it made, but that's just not the truth. You know, it takes a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of rejection, and then you still might not make it. You know, so tell us a little bit about the sacrifices you've made to even get to where you are today? Well, I mean, the sacrifices I've made, I, <laughs> I lived out, I lived in a trailer park uh, in LA, actually not even a trailer park. It was somebody's backyard that was turned into a trailer park. Um, <laughs> yeah. like five trailers had like, Oh wow. You know, oh, wow. Kind of <laughs> people of, of every world, like an ex con. I had like an, um, yeah. a, a, an ex-homeless that she picked up and so like it was like we had to adapt and become friends with these people because we didn't even have a lock on our door wow. and we had all these instruments and all this crazy stuff so I mean back in LA it was crazy we it, we went through tough times I couldn't even like I'd go to the dollar store to get my groceries and um I wanted to buy a spatula because we needed one a dollar spatula mm -hmm. And I was like looking at our finances and I was like, I don't know if we can afford it this month. <laughs> and I can't believe I actually said that, but I said that. <laughs> wow. um, and we understand that because although there, this yeah. year has been a good year for us, it's right. not always past been. been good, yeah. Past couple has been good, but we've, we've been there where, where we're like, I hope the credit card goes through. And there's been times where she'd come to me and say, you know that our checking account is in the negative right now, right? <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. Been there. Yeah. And then you got to go get groceries on a credit card, and you're like, uh oh, mm. like, am I going to be able to pay this? I don't know. Yes. But yeah, and then it's hard work. It's like 24 7 kind of work, you know? You have to be pretty much a workaholic if you want to be in this type of business, right? Mm. I mean, but any self employed person, that's kind yeah, of what they understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they understand that. They work all the time. And that's that's the kind of family that I grew up in grew up in everybody was self-employed and everybody was passionate about their work it's completely different from my work 
but everybody was super passionate and loved their work and would work all the time. And it was part of like how I grew up, you know, people, they yeah. had all these yeah. successes and every, the family would celebrate, you know, everybody's successes and type type thing. And so that's, that's just how I, I see life. I'm like, and then my grandpa said, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it's true. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> it, is, it is tiring and you are going to lose sleep over it. And, you know, you are going to have a really tough time go. But I mean, now th- things are really good. Ever since uh, we moved to Nashville, uh, things have been looking up pretty dang good. I'm super happy here. Um, and uh, just there, there's just so many opportunities. You know, it is it is the land of country music, music city, yep. country yeah. music city, you know, so. There's just always wonderful people to meet and always opportunities kind of popping up everywhere. So especially now, too, that the pandemic's kind of trickling out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So many. Well, even are- even Biden the other day or yesterday or today, he said he t- he was asked about um, the pandemic. He, he said it's over. I couldn't believe it. I said, OK, now I guess it's official. Good. Good <laughs> to hear that. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely been a crazy time. And but yeah. you know, it's uh, one thing I think that's helped too in this time. It's given people a time. You know, there are a lot of people before the pandemic that wanted to be a country star, they mm-hmm. or they wanted to be a music star, or they wanted to be an actor, actress. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic actually gave them time to think about: is it really what they want? Because yeah. It's so it's such a difficult journey in the, being in a creative um, place when you've got thousands of people that are all trying to um, do the same thing. And so I think that that's one thing that did come from the pandemic too. it. So because I've watched a lot of people on Facebook that talked about, you know, we've come to a decision. We're moving from Nashville and going and going back to school and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of that. So I think that it's, it's, um, I, I guess it made the cream rise to the top, so to speak. Right. Cause it's a tough industry. And, and with, you know, again, when the pandemic first happened, nobody really knew what it would look like a year, two years later, you know, yeah. nobody knew that, if it would that go was back the to. hardest thing. That was the <laughs> hardest thing. It's like you want to do all these projects and stuff, but you're like, well, if I go out and buy all this stuff that I'm going to need to launch these projects, am I going to be able to pay this back or am I just digging myself up in a hole? You know, you just didn't know, like you said, if you were going to be able to get back to work or not. So it was a really like, um, I don't know, it was an interesting time. Like, I feel like if I would have known we would have gotten back to work that fast, I feel like I could have done a lot more that like, cost yeah. money you know sure. but like then i didn't want to spend any money because i, I you didn't know yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's like we had several people uh, that's come on our show that said 2020 was actually supposed to be their breakout year yeah that, that, they had they, big they, tours that was their biggest and, year planned yeah. ever and then all that happened and and so they had the like they said they had to regroup and it was like yeah you know although they enjoyed the time they were also scared. Okay, is it is it coming back? Mm-hmm. And here we I, are. I, I saw like a lot it. of people be scared. Yeah, I mean, everybody that was in that touring world, they they all lost their job and they didn't know when it was going to come back. 
um, you know, like bigger shows like that, all that stuff was canceled. Yeah. Uh, you know, thankfully for us, we had the the bars in Nashville that were, you know, still kind of going here and there. So <laughs> yes. But for yeah, all the big tours, all the big shows, if that was your main income, then it, oh my gosh, it was a tough time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if and if you were a member of the band or whatever, you know, people helping with with the band because of course it takes a village to 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 do to do all the setup and all that. You yes. didn't know if you had a job either. I mean, if you were a lot of the big ones, of course, still paid the salaries. But if you were a mid-sized band, there ain't no way they could pay your salaries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you had all some that. Is did, that some of them don't. Well, because they didn't know what was going to happen either. They didn't know they were going to get back on the road in a year from now, you know? Like, so it was tough for them too. And it's, yeah. So speaking of toughness, let's flip the script and go the other way. What are some wow moments that's happened to you? You know, just name two or three things that you were like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Well, I mean, the biggest thing for me was opening for Alan Jackson. Uh, oh, those two wow. amazing shows that we got to do with him. I mean, that was incredible. And you're always um, playing his bar. I know. And I love it. I'm so <laughs> proud of it because, you know, I got to meet him. I got to go on the road with him. And he was just, mm-hmm. just such a sweet guy. And exactly exactly who you see him as on stage Aww. is the same yeah. personality he's got off stage. So it was just, it was a beautiful you know, such a beautiful experience. Does that and, make uh, playing his bar a little different that you, uh, you, does that make playing his bar a little different that you met him and all that? And now when you're well, in that bar, it's like. <laughs> well, cause you, you feel more like part of the family, you know, you know, everybody. And then every now and then you get, you get Alan's actually like yesterday, his, his piano player was at our show yesterday. at oh, wow. oh, Yes. Yeah, so you just never know. Like, and the bass player sometimes he plays at AJ's every now and then, you know, yeah. uh, just for fun because he likes it. And it's just it, it's cool. You feel you feel part of the family, and I I'm so proud to you know represent him, and because I I love him and I love his bar, I love his family, everything about it. So it's um it's fun. Yeah, I do love that place so much. You know, I always tell people, and I don't care if you if you visit Nashville um for any length of time i don't care if you don't like crowds you need to go down to broadway on a friday or saturday night oh (laughs) after 9 p.m because that's when they close the road and and again if you go on thursday night you're going to be squinched with the people so you're you're probably going to really really hate it but if you go after nine you really get to experience broadway in a whole unique way or you can walk down the middle of the road and you just hear music from every angle. Oh, we love true. that about it. And it's just an amazing yeah. thing. Oh, and the last time we were there, um, little Chris got pulled up on stage again. Again, yeah. Because oh, yeah. remember we told you before about hit the first time he got pulled up um, in 20 or 2020, last year. We, what, yeah, 21, yeah, but and, last year. Yeah. And he was so excited. So ever since that, when we'd go to Nashville for walking down Broadway, and by the well, every time we stop and listen to a little bit of music, he would hold his drumsticks up, wait, trying to recreate that, and it finally happened. Yeah, wow. he got the drum on stage. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it, it was, and Caitlin, it oh, was funny is because they pulled him up, too. and um, then I got up there because I'm, you know, I'm going to film this, <laughs> you, know? Well, <laughs> you know. So I jumped through the window too, 
and then Caitlin's trying to climb up, and yeah, the, the, and the, the singer the singer looks back and realizes, oh, um, a boy's on the band uh, on the drums, and he looks down, and I and he was pointing at Caitlin, and I thought he was talking about letting me know that she's trying to get up, and he's, he's like, no, no, no bring her he's like get her up here so yeah. so we so i pulled her up and so he's holding her yeah, in one hand holding and, her up and, and, and singing and, and her brother's on the drums yeah. playing the drums yeah oh how cute i love that so precious yeah and, and again that that to that, that's that's nashville never and, and you know that's he'll special. he'll never whether he ever plays drums or not you know he wants to play so we'll see um, but whether he ever plays drums or not, he'll remember that for the rest of his life. Of course he will. That's, that's the beauty of Nashville. You know, you get, you get these memorable moments and it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> it is. It truly is. So tell us a little bit about the team behind you from your band. Um, well, I've got, uh, like a huge pool of musicians that I play with, um, because you know you have all these shows, all these musicians. A lot of them they go out on the road. Uh, some of them play with big artists, um, so they're not always available. It's like so you have them some days, then the next day you have the other one, and then so uh, that's kind of the beauty of Nashville is everybody has a, like you know handfuls of of musicians that can do the job, that know your stuff, and mm -hmm. you know that will do a really good show with you. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, um, how it goes. You, I just have a, a whole lot of people. Um, but the one that's always there, of course, is Matt, Matt Legier, uh, on the bass. He plays bass and, uh, cause we're together, of course. So, and, oh, yeah. uh, he plays guitar with me too. So. And, and that's always good to have that, that person that could be right with you. Of course. Of course. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to go through a lot of these crazy times you know the, the tough times mm -hmm. it's good to have a person to uh share it with because mm -hmm. wow sometimes it gets it gets messy right so yeah because even doing what we're doing to celebrate with you know all the good yeah. moments yeah good to have That's somebody good. right there along with you so because even doing what we're doing i'll be honest i can't imagine having my spouse not with me because it you know i know you know you you have a lot of people that are in our entertainment and they are the person and their spouse is kind of in the background, but right. I can't imagine not having that with me. That's part of the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. To me, it's weird. We've always worked together. I mean, for years, we've always done the same thing. And some people are like, well, how do you do it? You guys are together all the time. Like, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. And you know it gets tough sometimes, of course. <laughs> like everybody, you you have you know times that don't go so well. But I I do think it's so much better to have that person there with you to go go through all these moments. So. Yeah, because we've had it for twenty almost twenty years of marriage now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole right. time, mm -hmm. and just like you know, we homeschool little Chris, and yeah. then we got he can get so he gets experience of twenty four seven family, not just twenty four oh, yeah. seven us. And yeah. then we got Caitlin, Love and that. I'll be honest, sometimes we need that break, but we don't from them, but we don't really yeah, get. Yeah, you know because <laughs> you know, it's with the homeschool and all that. Yeah, you know, right. but we deal with it, you know, because sometimes we're like, okay, where's our time? Yeah, where's <laughs> our right? Break? Everybody needs their time, you know. Some, you know. Yeah. 
it's important for sure. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need we're a vacation hoping, at some point. <laughs> we're, we're hoping yeah. to have a babysitter October fifth, our actual anniversary in Nashville, we are gonna so that we can enjoy maybe that enjoy night that night, night for at least oh, two hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. parent night out type thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna try anyway. We'll try, That's right? Yeah. Sure. But you know, you know, a lot of people they take vacations without their kids. I, I don't know if I could. I'm so used to having them with me where we we would be miserable because the whole trip we would be like, you know, little Chris would love that or Caitlin would love yeah. that. <laughs> we then would. you miss them, right? You leave us for a day. would miss like, them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, speaking of little Chris, um, as you know, we bring him on to ask a few questions. So Sandy's gonna go get him real quick. I'll get him. And uh, be, I'm sure it's the same three questions as last time, but they you may have different answers this time. <laughs> yeah. So while we're waiting on him, what's kind of next for you? Uh well, we're leaving. I'm leaving for Vegas tomorrow. We're gonna go play two yeah. shows in Vegas, uh at Gillies. Um so that's gonna be fun. I haven't. I used to play Gillies a long time ago uh, with another band, um, but this is the first time with my band. So I'm super, oh. super excited. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Vegas, and then a couple weeks ago, I actually got to sing. Uh, do you know Trick Pony? Yeah. Well, do you know? So Keith Burns is in the Trick Pony. Yeah. Well, I got to sing. Um, Poor Me, the Trick Pony song with Keith Burns uh, oh, wow. a couple of weeks ago on stage. And got, we got to open for him, me and Luther. And then he invited me up to sing Poor Me with him. And it was like, it was so cool. Like, I, I loved it. So that was an exciting moment this month. I loved it. Yeah. Wow. Hi, Francesca. What's your food? Hi, Chris. My favorite food. Okay. Definitely Thai food. Mm. Right. Because what's oh, yours? Mine is pizza. Never had th- <laughs> Have you ever had Thai food? Uh, yeah. I don't think he but has. They like spicy food. They like spicy though. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> gotta try it. Now, sometimes he's like, oh, this ain't hot. This ain't hot. And then, like, uh, a minute, like, okay, this is hot now. <laughs> uh, you gotta try Thai hot then. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's your TV show? My favorite TV show. Okay, I have to say right now it's Cobra Kai. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob, cool. Actually, I've never seen like the full season. I think it's because I didn't grow up with it as much, but I haven't like watched the whole thing. Maybe I should watch it. You think I should, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your movie? Favorite movie? Um, I have no. I guess since I'm like a little girl, I love like Selena. Selena, since wow. I've, you know, yeah, it's a real good one. Right. Yeah. Okay, my favorite movie is Minions. Minions, I love that one. Yes. And and what? Last time we was in Nashville, we seen the new one at the theater in Nashville. Oh, nice. That's so cool. And it's first time him and Caitlin ever been to a movie theater because it was almost time for us to go. And then, of course, everything gets shut down. And then, you know, then as Caitlin gets older, we're like, don't know if she could handle sitting there for two hours yet. And then we finally got to the point where we felt like, okay, um, I think she can handle it since it's the minions. (laughs) 
Right. And she's gonna be like, if it had been a regular movie, she wouldn't have made it. But you know, Minions, yeah, she made it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bye, <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah, he's been on almost every episode. So it's really cool to be able to intertwine the family into our show. Of course. And one day Caitlin will be part of it. Good. How old is Caitlin now? <clears throat> She's three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. okay. <laughs> we and I hear her crying now because she she was asleep, but I guess Sandy's got to go deal have to handle her. <laughs> yeah. So if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be? Co-write. And it don't have to be a songwriter. It could be just an artist that even if they're not known for writing, you know, just any artist. Dolly. Ah, that'd be that'd be a good one. <laughs> if, Dolly's my answer for everything. I want to sing with Dolly. <laughs> I want to hang out with Dolly. I want to write with Dolly. <laughs> I want so to be with Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you could bring back any country artist who's passed on and spend one day with you, who would it be? Artist who's passed on. Hmm. It's a good question. I'm hmm. really like going through all of these in my head right now. <laughs> I'm like, which one is it? Because um, it's a tough one. There's uh, so many great ones. There is so many great ones. And I feel like I'd want to, you know, um, hang out with with different ones for different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah. Like, I, I'd love to, you know, talk to Patsy, Patsy Klein, um, to be able to, to perform like she does, like with so much heart and passion and um, just just so natural, so classic. So, you know. And then I'd love to talk to June, who's just so fun and vibrant and exciting, you know. And how she kept Johnny on his toes. Because, again, you know, what we one thing that we really love about their story is, you know, I went through 19 years of addictions. And the first five years of our marriage was really hectic for Sandy. Um, mm -hmm. So we had to go through that. I've been sober now over 14 years. But nice. when we hear their story, it's it's like really intriguing because it almost matches right. ours too. Yeah, they stuck together, right? Stuck together till the end. Till the so. end. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Um, I mean, there's so many of those. <laughs> um. But I, I, there, there are so many of those. I can't even pick one. But I got to tell you one that comes to my mind. Every time I sing it, for some reason, sometimes I start crying, mm -hmm. um, is House That Built Me, Miranda. Uh, that's a good one. I, it's not that I wish I had written it. I feel like I wrote it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. you know, the, the words are just, I, I picture my life in that song uh, when I sing it. It just comes naturally. It's like I sing it and I, I see the house that I grew up in. I see, wow. you know, my bedroom upstairs. I see the guitar that I was playing. I see, 
the front yard, you know, mm -hmm. I, so, and I, and it's, you know, they say it's your, like her dad that built the house and everything. And my dad built houses. That's what he does. Oh, yeah. And he built my childhood home. And so <laughs> it's, you know, that's why every time I sing it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the song that kind of gets me, um, is, um, the Cody Johnson until you can't. Oh, that's a good one. And as, and, you know, cause again, you know, you don't know how, especially th this year, it means even more because of, as you know, with our parents going and, and of course, many times we'll jump in the car and turn on the radio and it's, if it's playing his song, it's almost always at the one part about calling your mom. Yeah. And, and cause she, she talked to her mom almost every night before oh, she passed away. Yeah. For the past, yeah, 20 years since I moved away. So, <clears throat> so it's just moments like that to where that's that's what the power yeah, the of power a song. power of music. <clears throat> you know, power yeah. of music. And, and I know that a lot of people think music is just trash, but it's, it really isn't. I mean, it's, you know, music is great for who the person that mo it moves. Oh, yeah. Every oh, song's yeah. not going to move every person. One song may move no, me and it no. not move her. So, of course. Yeah. Vice versa, yeah. But I'm, I'm, one of the first times I listened to Till You Can't, I had a buddy that wanted to sing it at one of the shows. He's like, hey, can you learn this song? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I was just like listening to it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I did get a little teary-eyed. I was like, wow, I, we just got to do things. We just, we just got to go for it and do it right away. <laughs> live while we can yeah and yeah. and he really is speaking to musicians on that song yeah <laughs> i mean i know he's speaking to everybody but especially musicians because again a lot of times in the creative world you can get bogged down i can't i can't well the day's going to come when you really can't yeah yeah so stop <laughs> saying you can't and just do it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so what are some of your what's some of your goals for the next five years um, <laughs> well, I just wrote this song called vision board song and it, <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty much like my, my vision boards right there on the, cause this yeah. is I'm, I'm in my office here and I've got all like my hopes and dreams. And one day oh, I wow. was just like, sitting at my desk right there and I was like, what am I going to write about? I was like by myself and I'm like, okay, I need to write a song. And then I looked up at the wall and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a song right here <laughs> so so yeah so the the chorus is i want to go on the road in a big tour bus and play for big crowds enjoying life so must i want to sign with a label and write my own songs a million dollars in the bank that won't disappear into a cloud of dust i want a worldwide hit where everyone can sing along to it. Uh, I want to sing this song at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, and I want to sing with Stapleton. Uh, and yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. pretty good. It's a lot of, it's not everything that's on the board, but it's a I haven't created a vision board yet, but on the wall in our in the office, mm -hmm. I've got you a little sign to. that says Emmy winning Chris and Sandy show. 
Oh, you have to. You have to print out everything you want and put it right there because it's so crazy. Like every, I don't know, maybe every six months I'll look at the board and I'll be like, oh, wait, I did that. And then I take it off and I put it in a neat little box like success. And then I look up, wait, I did that. And then I take it off and then I put it here. And then you replace those with like the new goals. New ones. You know? new ones. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's amazing. I, I really think it actually, it really works because I've already completed, you know, multiple things wow. up on that board. So, mm -hmm. and a lot of them are like, you know, big things and you're thinking, oh, it's impossible, but you really got to believe that it's Nothing's impossible. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that all the dreams you got up there come true. You've made it. And whatever it looks like for you, you are there. Um, what do you hope that you never forget along that journey to get there? Um, that spending time with the family is extremely important and you got to actually block off time um, for that because the business can get so busy. And it's always, you know, a lot of times it's the priority. Oh, well, this person's going to be there. Or this, or this is going to happen or and you can't miss it. So you actually have to like say, no, this is going to be family time. And then, you know, I, I do. I really want to. It's like, I don't know. I, I want a family and I, I, I love my family. I love spending time with family. The, that was the hardest thing through the pandemic was not seeing my family because my family is in Canada. Um, so, yeah, and so usually there was I no possibility them. there. Yeah, yeah, I would see them a lot more. Um, but now I'm starting to see them. I, I got to go home this summer and now they're coming up. Uh, my parents are coming to Vegas to see the show. So I'm really excited. Wow. To see my parents again. Um, so yeah, now I'm going to be able to like see more of my family, which is, whew, I, I needed it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always a good thing. What are some things that inspire you? Um, I mean, of course, other artists. It's all about other musicians, other singers, songs. Um, I love seeing people succeed. When you see like your friends that do the same shows as you or that play in the same circuit or that, and then you look at them and they just got a record deal or something, you're thinking wow. like, mm -hmm. wow, like, they were in the same spot that I was. If they can do it, I can do it, you know? So I just think it's it's really inspiring and it's really exciting. To, that's what I love about Nashville because all your friends are musicians, all your friends are singers, and it's just so beautiful to be able to support everybody and just be proud of, you know, everybody's moments because you just never know. Sometimes it happens like that, you know? Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, and what would... And what would you like for your legacy to be in music? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, I would say my whole purpose of, of doing music and, and living life is to be happy and to spread joy and to heal, you know, heal people. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say I want to be happy and make other people happy. And I'm hoping that the music that I can do can make people feel good can make people come to some type of realization, just inspire them in some way to be better, you know? Cause I think everybody can always be better. 
and every time you're one step, you know, further out, it's just, it's a beautiful, you know, it's, it's beautiful that we can all grow. And every time we grow a little bit more, it's exciting. You know, every step of the way I think is an adventure and is very inspiring. And I'm just, I'm grateful for, for this entire journey. And I, I do want people to feel, feel that excitement and that joy um, when I'm on stage and I'm, I'm happy being there. I'm hoping that the people watching feel that same vibe. I'm hoping that, yeah. that it reaches yeah. them um, and they can, they're happy too, you know, and they're feeling, I, I hope it makes them feel something good, you know, for the better. Yeah. So. Awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Um, I love you. And thank you so much for following me through this whole crazy journey. Um, Cause I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. It's fun. It's exciting. Um, and I'm just so grateful that, you know, they're all there. They're all there to, to grow with me. So thank you. Definitely mm -hmm. love that. So as we close out here, what advice would you give that person that's watching that wants to do what you do? Never give up. Never give up. Um, I, <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. Um, if you really want it, if you're really passionate about it, um, don't give up and also be you because there's nobody out there that's going to be better at being you than you. True. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, and speaking of never giving up, we're actually writing a book on our little bit of our story. It's going to be called um, Don't Quit, Pivot. Because I think a lot of people... Oh, hey, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, they preach, don't quit, but but they put people in that position to where what they're doing is not working. Right. So they, so they you know, the de definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. So all of a sudden you get these um, yeah. gurus and all that saying, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. So yeah. then they're five years in, 10 years in. And they're doing the same thing over and over. And they're over. doing the same thing. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes yeah. it might not, might not, might be, it could be a big pivot, could be a little pivot. But, yeah. but yeah. again, I think if people would just take everything in and say, you know, like we, even with our, our whole YouTube channel, we pivoted a little bit where instead of doing just interviews, we're doing little YouTube shorts now. And that's been a game changer yeah. for the whole channel. Oh, and it would, but, but it wasn't such a big pivot where we're not doing interviews because we're here, right. you know, right. but, I, but, it, but that little pivot made a big difference. And I think if a lot of people would understand that, that yes, don't quit, but sometimes it might be smart to pivot too. Oh, for sure. For sure. You got to try these different things. And a lot of times I feel when you have something like, let's say that works, right? Or you're used yeah. to it, you mm -hmm. do it every day. It's a, it becomes a habit, right? You're doing it every day. Sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to put yourself in a vulnerable position where you try something new because you don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. You don't know what they're going to say. You don't know mm -hmm. if it's going to work. You know that what you're already doing is working. So some people are like, well, why change? Well, then you'll just keep doing the same thing that you're doing. So 
sometimes it is kind of scary because it's unknown territory. Um, but I think that's great advice. You know, you got to try these new things, even though you feel like it's, it's a little bit harder to do because it's, it's unknown, you know, you're just putting yourself out there. Um, but I, a lot of times you think it's scary before you do it and then you do and it, you and, you're do like, it and you realize it's not, that was kind of fun. And then it's easy to do again because now you've, you've done it. Right. So the first time is always the, I mean, it can be scary, but you just got to do it. You got to dive in. Right. Like a new thing that we're going to be a new segment of our show. We're going to be doing this a little scary because we haven't done this yet. And yeah. we're still waiting. So as soon as we get some people send us their stories in, we will start this. But it's going to be scary that first one. But we're going to be called doing a segment called Entertainment Horror Stories. And what I want this to be is where if people within entertainment world, it could be artists, could be actors. It could right. even be people on the business side of it. But it's just people in entertainment stories who has that one horror story that just that just almost destroyed them, you know where they can write in, tell us the story and of course change names in it. We don't want to get, we don't want to get in trouble right. and all that yeah. cause that kind of controversy, <laughs> but where we can, and what we'll do is we'll read the story and react to it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that way their story gets out there a little bit and it'll be like red flags for other people. Oh, I'm going through that right now. Right. I think it could be, yeah. a, you know, and where I learned that from, there's a, um, there's a lot of these anti MLM YouTubers and, and I'm not anti MLM and I'm not, and I'm kind of not pro I'm kind of in, in neutral when it comes there, to MLM. Yeah. Um, but I do listen to some of them. I, they have some great points and, and, but there was um, several people that did what they call MLM horror stories and they would do that. They would read these stories and react to it. And I'm like, you know, that would work in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea came from. And I'm, and I did right. some research and I ain't found nobody doing it. I'm like, well, we're going to be the ones that bring it. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. And like I said, it's scary because we're, you, you know, again, we're used to having a guest there. So if we don't yes, have nothing to say, the guest does. And our show is our safe. Like you said, our show is our safety blanket. We don't have to edit. We don't do any of that. Where yeah. with this, with this, we're gonna have to read it, react, record, edit, all that. So we're gonna yeah. do the whole thing. But again, yeah. yeah, we want the whole show as a brand to go to the next level because we want brand deals and all that next year. So we're yeah. like, okay, what can we add that that doesn't take away from the interviews, but still is within entertainment? Right. Right. And we thought, uh, you know, that was like a perfect foundation where, you know what, this would work and it still would feel, it would still work right with being an entertainment industry channel. Oh, for sure. And if you can be the first at doing anything, I mean, that's the best way to start because it's, I mean, a lot of times it's, you're never the first, you know, there's always somebody who did it before you. Um, but to be the first is, is a real big advantage. And I think you should definitely Follow that for sure. Follow through with it. But just be sure if you got any of those type of small stories, email or us. Know anyone or know anyone. Has. Let them know. Yeah. You know. Again, we're looking for the story that that where you're like, wow, I can't believe they made it through that. Because again, it's going to be called entertainment horror stories, not entertainment. Well, I didn't like it stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
because we want the ones where people would be like almost shocked at, you know, when they're listening, you know, that shock value, because again, that we're, we are YouTubers and that's kind of, (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm sure there's a lot of those, (laughs) especially in entertainment. Probably so. I mean, every yeah. industry has Absolutely. them, but I think, in inter- yes. <laughs> you know, every yeah. industry has it, but I think the, um, I think entertainment probably has it more than anybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, Francel music is how you can find me everywhere. Uh, Spotify, go check out my new single Francel. It's drink o'clock. Uh, if you can afford it, you can spare it. Go on iTunes. You can buy it for 99 cents. Uh, Francel, drink the clock. And uh, yeah, it's Francel Music on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all Francel Music. So it should be pretty pretty easy to find me. And yeah. oh, francelmusic.com is my website. So awesome. <laughs> if you want to get it. an EP. You want your own signed CD? You can go to princellmusic.com and uh, get one there. Definitely love that, and we really enjoyed having you on the show for a third time. Yes. And we definitely yes. look forward to having you back a fourth time. Mm-hmm. Well, I was so I had a blast today. Thank you so much, Chris and Sandy, for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. You're so kind, and just it's just so easy, you know. So it's it, well, it flows it flows very and easily. That's what so. we love. Thank you. Oh. Thanks so much for your time again. Okay, the recording.